What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I am your host, Jonathan Cote. Joining us on the panel tonight are... David Arroyo, Roger May, and Johnny Morales. Producing, as always, he's back in the saddle. It is... You know, you said as always, because I wasn't here last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying! Um, I heard you were in a coma. Yeah. A Disney coma. <laughs> <laughs> a wallet coma. Oh, yeah. oh God. Jeez, it was expensive. Welcome back, Matthew. Thank you. Um, if this is your first time listening to the show, we are a review slash spoiler podcast. We're going to review a DC book, an independent book, and a Marvel book. We're going to do a graphic novel a little bit later. We'll do some trivia so you guys can win some stuff and kind of let you know what's going on uh, in the world of comics with some news and we're going to answer some questions up front here so uh for our news segment johnny yes go ahead let's uh let's talk headlines right now <laughs> all right <laughs> uh yeah there's a couple of things happening right now in comics uh this summer uh, doctor who is having a relaunch a complete relaunch uh, they're not having any issues in march or april and they will be uh relaunching with doctor who number zero a free comic for free comic book day cool is that under titan uh, i believe so yes Titan Comics. Wait, uh, didn't IDW own? They did. Yeah. That's then, why they're relaunching. No, no, no Titan's no, had, no, them no, for Titan's years had them for years. Oh, have they? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's been like two, three years. Because it think. was IDW at one <laughs> yeah. point, right? And it's yeah. been lagging. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to uh, be the first Jody Whittaker, the uh, 13th Doctor thing, you know? So oh, I Damn. might actually read that. Right on. Uh, <coughs> next one is uh, Dark Horse's long-running horror series, Harrow County, will conclude uh, in June uh, with Harrow County number 32. It's one of uh, Dark Horse's more popular um, horror and original series. It's by Cullen Bunn. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, honestly, it's w- it's one of my favorite horror comics, and I would strongly recommend it to anybody that's curious. Another book that ends. St- I just now thought of this. I forgot mm-hmm. about this. Elephant Men, number oh. eighty. I think that's the last issue they were advertising uh, that comes out today. Hmm. Roger, is that true? Elephant Men. I think that ended today, right? What? I was not paying attention oh, to you. Elephant Man, number 80. I think that's the last issue in the series. Okay. Came out today? That's where they were. Yeah, I think what that's... Is, what is this, Elephant Man? You've never we read Elephant Man? Oh, Elephant Man's really cool. We should review a trade. We, yeah, definitely someday. <laughs> Johnny's mind will get blown. Um, it's uh, <laughs> Starkings. <laughs> Starkings, right? Yeah. Huh? Starkings. Uh, what's his name? Richard Starkings. Richard Starkings. And, uh, uh, of the lettering uh, of the lettering firm fame. Yeah, huh. but yeah. but the artist on it is... um. I think it's been various over the years. Hasn't it? Oh, has it? Yeah, yeah, it's been right. a few. Oh, okay, never mind. It's good. It's really good. All right, I'll it'll blow your mind. We haven't ordered it in like a year because we haven't had anybody wanting it. But it's—I mean—it's a really cool book. I dig it. I think I Blaine loaned me the first two trades. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's kind of amazing. Is it Johnny Art? There's a lot of really great art in it. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of really great art in um, it. Next piece of news is uh, Action Comics number 1000 hardcover, co- uh, Confusion Leads to Name Change. Uh, so apparently Action Comics uh, 1000 hardcover didn't have anything to do with, uh, really with Action Comics 1000. It didn't have any of the material. Uh, so they're dropping the number 1000 uh, from that title. It was kind of like a... It's a companion book. Yeah, a companion book, uh, kind of a nostalgia yeah. thing, mm-hmm. like, hey, this is Superman through well, the years. Well, I have yeah. to say, I fell prey to that. Yeah. I thought it was that plus- A hardcover right away. I I, th- I thought what it was was that it was this hardcover. companion piece, but it had the issue in it as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, so to <laughs> avoid confusion, they're just dropping the number 1,000, and they're calling it Action Comics, colon, 80 Years of Superman. 
Uh, yeah, that comes that out. That is a better title. Yeah. April 11th, uh, and Action Comics number 1000. Nice. <laughs> uh, it's and I'm going to be buying that for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> and issue 1000 comes out a week later, April 18th. Cool. Um, the next piece of uh, big news is Valiant acquired by entertainment company DMG. Uh, DMG, which co-produced uh, Looper and Iron Man 3, uh, already held a 57% uh, stake in Valiant. Um, but, you know, they kind of just bought out. Uh, and DMG says that they're focusing mostly on movies and not comics. They want the properties. Though. Right. That's what it is. And also the three executives that revived Valiant in 2012 have all resigned because of this. <laughs> <sighs> They seem to be like, as if, as if like their woes yeah. weren't great enough you know, with just getting people to it, read their books. It's funny to me because this is like the whole history of Valiant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it started as Jim Shooter going, "I'm going to make my own Marvel comics, and there's going to be blackjack and hookers," and, and, <laughs> um, and then it was bought out by a claim, and then it ran, got run into a ground. Then these new people brought it back, and now they've been bought out, and yeah. it's being run into the ground. It's it's yeah. just. The sad, valiant story, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah, they've been telling great stories. That's why, I mean, they're really screwing up something good, even though they've had, I think, a problem getting a foothold yeah. mm-hmm. in, in, the in, in, the, in the marketplace. I believe the stories have been great. Yeah. They all resigned part of the deal. That was part of the deal that they had to resign. Uh, they kept a couple of them for, um, what, is, what is the word, uh, to kind of just help them, you know, build oversee. this universe like oversee the universe or creative like right yeah. just a, a consultation or whatever um but yeah most are you like filming right now uh, it's instagram live yeah. oh excellent um and thumbs up going on nice there, nice so. thank Hello, you guys everyone. great now, um, now all right I'm, I'm gonna do the last one is that it uh, no um the last one is the batman one the Batman one. Oh, do yeah. that one now. Do that do one now. That yeah, one now. that's why. Uh, sorry, that's a, the one before okay, last. Do one. Batman. Batman has a new costume in Doomsday Clock, which is the uh, kind of uh, oval yellow bat. It's like a modern yeah. take on the classic uh, symbol from like if you guys know the uh, all you guys would probably know more of the um, animated series, right. the yellow yeah. field behind the the symbol. So the eh, it yeah. seems like they want to just do this like nostalgia kind of thing right now. So. Um, okay, so the other the the biggest piece of news I think this week is that at the end of Metal, Scott, it's so weird that you're just holding that up like that. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um, Scott Snyder is going to write the flagship Justice League series at the conclusion of Metal. Right. Um, at the conclusion of Metal, they're going to do a quick four part miniseries called Justice League No Justice that's going to set up his his run on the main title and it sounds like there's going to be other books that are spawning from this beyond mm-hmm. justice league america depending on what happens in that miniseries because so it yeah because yeah. joshua williamson and um oh crap. Tynion? james T- yeah james tynan uh are going to be writing something justice league related as well right with so, uh I think, you, I think your mom says hi Oh, really? Is it Is German she, Frau? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Hey, uh, uh, Manipul on art. That's, yeah. That's really and funny. Ma- Francis, whoa, I just <gasps> totally smacked your mic. I am so sorry. Uh, Francis Manipul is going to be doing it's the- It's going to be a great book. Yeah. It'll be fun. <laughs> so um, I'm looking forward to that yeah. a lot. So yeah. it's a four-issue weekly series, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's just going to go boom, boom, boom. Right. Yeah. So- mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's probably the thing I'm most excited about out of the news segment. But so that just makes so much sense because metal is a Justice League story. Yep. So like that spinning out of metal, it's like, oh, why didn't we see that? Because we were, you know, what was funny is everybody we were we were speculating yeah. what is Scott Snyder going to do at the After end of Batman, metal yeah. because he's got last night 
which he's gonna, this is going to be his final Batman like story shot. for no, that's oh. like a I think a series with um the dude that's doing White Knight right now. Oh, Sean, Sean Murphy. Yeah, Sean Murphy. Yeah. Um, the dude that's doing White Knight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember his name for the life of me for there. But anyway, um, so we were all speculating yeah. what Scott Snyder was going to do, and him. I think perfect. Metal was an audition for Justice League, yeah. right? Um, yeah, with that news, that means the current Justice League is ending with 43 in April and with Justice League of America Priest. is ending with 29. Thank God. Is that Priest, right? <laughs> Priest, yes. Priest and, and Pete Woods are doing um, the current Justice, Justice League. League. Right. And it's pretty good. I, I don't have any complaints about that but story. Scott right. But Scott Snyder is going to, yeah, going to do it. I'm, I'm all on yeah. board. So. <laughs> I know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how metal ends. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. The last DC event. Ugh. Yeah. Anything's gonna be better than that. Yeah. So well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna head over to our questions, and um, we've got a couple from Blake. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Should I do mine first? Do you want to do yours first? Yeah. Okay. I sent in a question since I was a listener last week. Okay. So everyone, go around <laughs> the table and pick your top favorite two to three characters, Ca- comic characters. All right, I got mine. Go, Sam, when you got him. Um, hope, uh, sorry, Nadia Van Dyne. Uh, she, wait, no, Pim. Uh, so that's Unstoppable Wasp. Um, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, and Steve Rogers, Captain America. Okay, okay. Um, Superman. Superman. <laughs> and that's gonna be Superman? really hard for you. Okay. Uh, no, okay. uh, no, no, no. Uh, Superman definitely number one. Uh, I'll, I, you know what? The Trinity. Cool. You know, Batman. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, Batman. Gotcha. Those are, you know, and I, I mean, I love the Justice League, so that's hard for me just, but I'll just go. Now there's the a part B to this question. When we're okay. Done, so keep that in mind. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Well, I got to think about stuff I keep coming back to. Yeah, just, um, uh, I like Supergirl. Okay. Supergirl's great because she's like, all the Superman, but the she could be irresponsible. Okay. <laughs> um, now one or two more. And then, um, oh, let's see. Um, Cerebus, the aardvark from Cerebus. He's okay. just awesome. He's this like walking id that is just an incredibly fun character. Um, and then let's see. Um, um, probably, I mean, it's two characters, but like Maggie and Hopi from the Love and Rockets comics. Okay. They're great cool. characters. Some different stuff in there. You know, I usually throw Captain Marvel in here, but I'm, <laughs> but lately, yeah, not so much. I'm gonna go uh, Wonder Woman, Iron Fist, and Poison Ivy. Mm, really? Okay. Now, wow. Part B. If you had to pick one of those from your favorite to either die or be removed from their universe permanently, which one would you pick, and how would you go about liking that character moving on? Captain America. Now, okay, so you'd want him never be around, and would he still be in your top, knowing that he's never gonna be around anymore? I don't know. I just thought that'd be interesting. Pick something you like and remove it. And how do you feel about that? I would. I would do Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Because yeah. Because it's the immortal Iron Fist, and somebody <laughs> else can take that. Yep. Okay. Same okay. as Captain America. <coughs> it's not the immortal Captain America. Well, I mean, there's been like four Captain Americas. There's been three. Anyway, I'm sorry. I can't count. <laughs> 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 there's probably been more. He's your favorite, Johnny. Yeah. 
Well, I, that's why I said Steve Rogers. Uh, well, with one of my one, with yeah. with one of my favorites, I've already experienced this, and okay. that Supergirl well, like, I mean, did die when I was a kid. In but, fact, like, but, never uh, like permanently <laughs> gone. And like, would they still be in your favor and considered that great, knowing that they're never be coming back? Yeah, I think all my characters would be. Okay. You know, because I mean, you still got hundreds of issues of the comic and. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Batman, just to watch everybody melt down. <laughs> yes. That's a good one. Just yeah. to watch the meltdowns. Because <laughs> you can still tell Batman stories with Dick Grayson or yeah. or Damien, yeah. Damien or whatever. It, it makes more creative yeah. writing if you don't have that character. Someday somebody's going to come out with a Damien Batman story. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. In the future. <laughs> <Hopefully>. <laughs> so that was my question. I just thought it was kind of All right. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, <laughs> let's go to Blake. Ooh, can I ask a question? Yeah. Let me question. Who would who would an adult Damien Batman pick as a Robin? Ooh. As a Robin? <laughs> as a Robin. Can you imagine that relationship? Well, they'd have to be Dick like Grayson's kid? Yeah. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and just abuse him? Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> they'd be the son of Dick Grayson and the, Barbara. The, the character would have to get a hell of a lot less self-centered. Yeah. For I that kinda, to happen. I, I kind of want to. I think wanna, that would be kind of a fun <laughs> thing to see, though. Yeah. I want to pick Damien as my favorite so I can write him out of existence. Wow. <laughs> his Robin would be like his the body scrappy man. Dude, yeah. The scrappy <laughs> dude of the DC universe. <laughs> Bringing oh, him man. his clothes. And, yeah. yeah. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Blake. Blake. All right. So Blake says, Moon Knight, a.k.a. Schizophrenic Batman, can be, complica- can be a complicated character to write. Having said that, which writer over the years, in your opinion, has portrayed him in a way that fits the character of a man being possessed by a vengeful Egyptian god? I don't know if I can answer being possessed by a vengeful Egyptian god, but was it Bendis and Maleev that Bendis had that did a good killer run? run? Yeah. Even Warren Ellis's six issues was great. I so, like the one after. No, not the one after. The one like two after the Warren Ellis stuff. I think was Lemire? it Lemire? Next week Lemire we're going to be liked. doing Moon Knight Volume One by Lemire. So Are you, we can oh, pick it up. Okay, yes. sweet. Oh, I love that run. It's so good. The run was every six issues. I think it was Warren Ellis, then Brian Wood, and then someone else finished it. But that was like a whole numbered run. But that first six issues with Warren Ellis was great. Yeah. Mm. He was like punching ghosts. Nice. It was cool. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, I would say Bendis. I haven't read Lemire's run, so that could change. That could change very quickly. Um, Blake, I'm going to skip number two because that's going to pertain to a book we're reviewing. Um, and then he says, who is your favorite flash? I'm asking since the flash annual wasn't reviewed, which is the start of the flash war. My inner kid says Wally, uh, which is the original Wally, but my heart Barry. tells me Barry. Barry. <laughs> Wait, who's your, he said, who's your favorite flash? Yeah. Oh, it's Wally. Obviously. Um, Which I, Wally? I, the, um, Ginger Wally? No, no, no. Well, <coughs> Black Wally or White Wally? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, Ginger Wally. The one that's in the Justice League car- cartoon. Wally. Yeah. Wally, Wally. Wally, Wally. I'm going to go with Black Racer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when he was in the. He's uh, sick. That yeah. Was pretty yeah. Cool. In the Dark Side War. That's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, you're not talking about the, the. The God the, of Death. The ski uh, one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you are talking yeah. about the one. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. Um, I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, my, like, I love Wally and I love Barry. Like, Barry. I just, you know, I, it's tough to pick a, a favorite out of that. I mean, I, you know, Barry's classic, but, you know, Wally's great too. It, it, so. Flash is Barry. Like, That's true. Like, well, here's no way, dude. Like, he's been Wally uh, up until uh, Jeff uh, Johns uh, brought him back. Of course, Barry was the second Flash. Right. So. Yeah. 
But he is the speed force. Like, and we do have. A, there is. We're gonna have a question based. On uh, of course, I, I, we I've, fine ne- I, I've, ne- I've never actually read Flash, so well, I'll, I'll have to go with uh, Grant Gustin. <laughs> 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 yeah, I uh, uh, <laughs> one of the things that uh, me and, and Blake like to talk about is like you know who's faster and stuff. Speculate, you know, with yeah. this thing <coughs> coming up here. Um, you know, is it Barry? Is it Wally? And and over the course, if you read all of the different Flash type things, Barry creates the Speed Force, yeah. but Wally mainlines it. So yeah. if you want to settle who the fastest Flash is, it's probably Wally. Well, that, that was a different question: of fastest that is. or your favorite? I know. I'm just saying that's something that we often talk yeah. about. So um, skills. So the other. Uh, question I have is from Tom from Canada. I'm not going to attempt to say your last name, Tom, because I'm probably going to jack it up. Can I say it? So, what? Can I say it? No. Um, We got into like uh, a deep discussion about um, Doomsday Clock number three, so here's a fair bit of spoilers. Okay, so one, two, three. Yeah, it came out last week. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, He says, is undoing the comedian's death good or bad what do you think of it in general? Okay, when at the end of issue two, when he showed up, that it concerned me a lot. Um, I, I loved issue three. What I what I ended up settling on is if Jeff Johns and DC are going to bring back the Watchmen universe and make it part of the DC universe. Oh, no. They probably want all of it in all its glory. Um, they could they could have chosen to leave the comedian dead. I would have respected that. But I think, you know, this dynamic that they have now between, you know, comedian and, and Vite is pretty awesome. And and there's gonna be a lot of storytelling there and you've got you got some forever tension. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm cool with it. The <laughs> The question that I have left is if if they are going to do that, if they chose to bring comedian back to make it part of, you know, to have Watchmen proper in the DC, are they then going to bring back Kovacs too? And what's going to happen? You know, what would happen with the two Rorschachs? And I, can't I don't know. see them undoing that. That's the one thing I feel like that's going to stay the same. Oh. Comedian's the inciting incident of the whole. I know thing. it is. It is. But here's here's what. We're all, it's hard for me to make any type of judgment on it because it's issue three, and it's and this is the thing I kept saying yeah, is like I I have a hard time. Yeah, tr- we don't know where the heck it's gonna go. True, I think you yeah, know? I think that's what like kind is bumming me out a little bit because I I don't see a point yet. Dear God, John. I know, but I I, I I'm I'm excited to read more. Well, don't get me wrong, it's yeah. well written, but it's like <laughs> uh, it feels like. Right now, to me, it feels like before Watchmen. You're not going to be on the show whenever we do <laughs> any Doomsday <laughs> Clock. I, I, it totally feels way better than before Watchmen. No, no, no. It's written b- way better than before Watchmen, but it feels like, okay, this isn't going to have a point. I, well, I guarantee you it's going to have a point. Right. Um, I don't know that yet. So I, no, I, 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 I had out. this conversation mm-hmm. you know, almost every day, uh, and I, I absolutely love every single issue mm-hmm. of Watchmen. And I think I think I've brought this up on on one of our other reviews of one of the books. I have no clue where it's going. That's my biggest concern too. I'm like, I big picture, I don't know. I, I have no idea what John's doing. I don't have any idea what his end game is. I don't know how Superman's going to come into play. 
all I know is that every time I read that book, it's killer. And, and, and I respect that. And I'm just going to, you know, in John's, I trust. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's what I say a lot of times to you. But, and the thing is, is when Watchmen was coming out, I'm sure a lot of people were wondering what the heck is Alan Moore doing? What yeah. kind of story mm-hmm. is this? Nobody, nobody Very had so. the fast forwarded, like where we're at, where we were able to read it in, you know, right. graphic nor- uh, novel format coming right. into it and be like, oh my God, this is a masterpiece, like start to finish in one sitting or yeah. whatever. Right. And As it's not until almost the end when you understand what exactly. Mike's play so, is. Because I mean, even Watchmen had delays and people were like, what the heck is this? Yeah. And so John's being the fact that he's kind of this, you know, channeling Alan Moore, so if fun. you will. Yeah. <laughs> this flexing his creative muscles of the different voices he can write in. It might not make sense until that final issue. Yeah. You know, but like you said, every issue I've read so far is just like, oh, yes, give me more. So um, so that the, I, I hope that's a satisfactory answer, Tom. Um, yeah. What comedian, was question I, I, Well, I agree. It, oh, was, it was how do you feel about the comedian coming right. back? I'm, you know, he was I'm, a little pissed. <laughs> I understand. Oh, yeah. dude, I have or, or you know, I had kind somebody of in the shop pick up issue three after I'd already read it. And he goes, if they bring back the comedian, I'm done. <laughs> and I was like. You better hand that back to me. <laughs> Try, I'm like, well, now I'm like trying to. I want my four dollars. <laughs> no, I'm trying to keep the straightest face. Like, like, yeah, I think I said something like, "Well, come back and talk to me." You know, because I'm out. like, oh my god. Um, and that well, that was actually that was actually after issue two, and I I haven't seen him back. So <laughs> he may be done. <laughs> he, may, he may be done. Oh god. But I understand. There's a lot. There and look, I I'll say this: I don't think Johns would have done it if I mean he without knowing that that was that was going to be a, a, a lightning rod. Yeah, you know, Absolutely. and so he had to do it with good intention. So I'll I'll be patient. Yeah, I mean, every time we've we've either sat in front of Johns and listened to him talk about stuff or we've seen interviews with him and whatnot. The man's not stupid. He's not, it's not like he's not aware of what is said. He's the most aware. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his fingers on the pulse, I think of a lot of yeah. comic fans. And he, he has, he has such great respect and, and, uh, deference to D, the DC history mm-hmm. that I, 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 I trust him in, in as, as caretaker of that storyline. So, uh, did you have something you were going to Well, I, I um, haven't um, read any of Doomsday Clock, to be honest, because I'm kind of, uh, I'm one of the, I'm, I guess I'm a bit of a snob. I don't want more Watchmen. I like Watchmen as what it is. Um, but my opinion, though, on it is if you're going to do Watchmen, do do this stuff, you know, make it blow up, you know, because... You know, the thing about it, the thing about it, like you said about John's, he cares very deeply, but he also has just that much anarchist in him. (laughs) You you have to. You have to. If you don't if you don't have this anarchic tendency of wanting to, you know, pull the toys out and bang them together. True. um, You're just going to make really, really boring paps. Got to take a risk. um, So I say if you're going to if you're going to. You'll brush off these characters and um, and use them again and make major inroads with them. You got to be brave enough to do some new things. Yep. You know, it's yeah. Like I said, it's not like he's unaware of like how important that story is and and what undoing yeah. that 
permanently once again by the end of the story well, everything watchman yeah what every by the end of the story everything watchman could be left alone and oh absolutely you know we don't that's just it we don't know but yeah. it you know it's it's tough to say but yeah so anyway uh tom's second question is uh about replacement characters or like the the guys that take up the mantle so he says, so the Miles Morales uh, or the Kyle Rayners of the world, who are the best ones of all time uh, and who, if any, surpassed the originals? Obviously, Barry Allen would be a good example over Jay Garrick and then Wally over um, yeah. Barry. You know, that kind of thing. John so, Stewart. John uh, Stewart? That's yeah. my Green Lantern. Yeah, I would, I would say any Green Lanterns no. after Alan Scott. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Hal. Well, Hal is, Hal is yeah. always. I mean, Hal has me. superseded um, John Stewart and Guy Gardner are even more prominent characters than Alan Scott. Yeah. Guy yeah. Gardner. Mm. <laughs> Red Lantern. Okay, Guy sorry. Gardner. Red Lantern. Guy sorry, Gardner. Nineties no. kid. I, uh, yeah, I grew I, up no, in I, the <laughs> era of Justice League Europe. He was a big character. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's know? just I love what a dope Guy Gardner is. Is it not necessarily with, a with better replacement, but just a suitable replacement? Or suitable like, or one that surpassed? I would say maybe Doc Ock. He was a very suitable replacement for Peter. Oh, in Superior. Yeah. Mm. But does it count if he's in Peter's body? That's not yeah. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't because yeah, that was that was a self-contained story. I can't really think of him as a legacy character. I mean, if that's what's no, being spoken like, of, his legacy character. Yeah, Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. The legacy character. See, I, I heard, I heard the, I heard the question is, you know, yeah. in leg in form of I mean, legacy you can characters. Take it that way, though. Yeah, <laughs> I love the legacy characters. Uh, Riri Williams, uh, amazing. Um, better than Tony Stark, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> okay. Kamala Khan. <laughs> sure, uh, <laughs> it, it Kamala is, Khan. Is she really a legacy character? I mean, I mean she's got a, the name, but other than that, I mean, she's not like Iron a replacement. Because yeah. who? who? Um, um, talk about what's her name, uh, Kamala. Yeah, I don't really. I can't I mean, really think of her. Miss yeah, she Marvel took the mantle. name, but you know, she, but Carol's still out there doing she's what Carol right. does. I guess. <laughs> you know. I mean, She's but so thing, so though. was like Falcon Cap and Steve yeah. Rogers Cap. That yeah. Falcon Cap is still a legacy character, so Kamala's still a legacy oh, character. I, I, I just couldn't see and, her that way because she's not. A, I don't view her as a replacement. But. Right. Okay. But yeah. I mean, and Nadia Pym, obviously. You could like what you like, yes. and I mean, I like the character too. Yes. You know, it's just um, yeah. That is tough because like, yeah. if it is a replacement, like, because Kyle would make sense because there were no Green Lanterns when Kyle came in. He was the Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Then you could say Dick and Grayson. Then, then you could say Dick Grayson yeah. when Batman was gone mm-hmm. because he was Batman essentially. Yeah, he you was know, Batman. it's not it's not like they're a current ver like a, yeah. a part two version of that character. Right. Yeah. That's why I said Doc Ock too because yeah, I mean, was non-existent. That, that is man. true. I mean, that it, does kind of count. I mean, then. it is kind of open. I, I, I just, love Superior. I just took it in a yeah. No, no, and it makes no, no. What you're saying makes sense, but at the same time, you know. They switched. Yeah. No, no, no. It, yeah, because that does ca- kind of count yeah, then. Peter was non-existent at that time. I don't know. That's It's a tough question to answer. That's like yeah. a that's a total like separate podcast in and of itself <laughs> where you just how deep down the rabbit hole yeah, do we want to go? What's called the Patreon one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Tom, for sending that in. Uh, we hope you guys are enjoying the – we got a lot of positive feedback, by the way. Thank uh, thank you guys for, for letting us know that you yeah. like the new format. Um, and thank you, Bryce. I do read the emails. I will check out uh, Alterna Comics. <laughs> Bryce, we're going to have to read his email later. Yeah, uh, sure. Thank you, Bryce, because you are, like, freaking great. 
Um, all right, so let's get to some actual reviews. So I, I had a question for Roger oh, as, real quick as we're getting into reviews. Yeah. Um, are we getting an Avengers update or no? Oh, no surrender. Yeah, I, no? I did read it. Okay. I'm digging it. Yeah? It's really good. Huh. It's yeah. not – it's a – Is it issue um, three or four? Four. Four? This okay. is issue, yeah, this is issue four. Um, who uh, Who is Collector's brother? Games Master? Is that his name? Yeah. What is is it Games Master? The guy from Ragnarok. We were having, yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Is it? I don't know. Something like that. I can't remember. It doesn't sound right when I say it, but <clears throat> anyway, and I meant to go back and check, but I didn't. No, but they pulled him in, and he's actually the reason. He's he's playing a game with, with some other, you know, big bad dude, huh. and it's really cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm I digging it. it I'm digging it. Thanks for that update. All right. <laughs> so... uh we were going to review Silencer. Yes. But apparently everybody wanted that book last minute, so we didn't have enough to do the reviews. <laughs> so, you, we're, we're reviewing Metal Number 5. <laughs> um, so, Metal Number 5, picking up uh, where, uh, if you guys have been following the series, where just how doomed is the Justice League trying to stop, you know, Very all the, the evil Batman, uh, the evil Dark Knights, excuse me. Uh, and just more and more doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> very doom. It's very metal, guys. Uh, What's so, the metal reference in this one? What song is it? Um, I, I don't missed, know if there I missed a song. What? The, no song. I Who can't remember. Horns? Bruce. Ah, oh, nice. Because um, we pick up where with with Bruce and 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 Clark, we pick up where they were at the end of Hawkman Found Number One, oh, okay. where they're in the forge trying to kind of get through to Carter Hall. Or Power Ranger um, Monster. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Wonder Woman fights freaking Black Adam, which Whoa. is great. <laughs> Beats the literal crap out of him. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, look, <laughs> I have I have not been candid about my love of this series so far. So I, the only thing me and Roger had talked about earlier is I don't know how he's going to wrap it up in one issue. <laughs> There's only one more after this. One. Well, there's the Wild Hunt, which is a one shot, um, and then which tie in one shot, and then there's issue six. Six is double sized, so it's essentially two issues. Oh, see, that's how he does it. He's gonna cheat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but I, I liked it. I, you know, I, I've liked the series. I like the issue. I'm waiting for you know the climax of this story. I want an authoritative beatdown by the Justice League on the Dark Knights because it just seems. The Dark Knights have anticipated everything that the Justice League's doing, and they're just getting pummeled. Well, that's what so. in this issue when when uh, Batman who laughs, he shoots he he yeah because Wonder Woman is is taking out Black Adam yeah and then Batman who laughs shows up and he shoots her with an nth metal bullet oh to put her down. Um, I had, dude, I wanted I wanted her to put that mace in his face. So it's hard, coming. you know it's. I coming. know. I just, man, I wanted it. Check off. Yeah, I want. I want to wipe that smirk <laughs> off his face. Yeah, because <laughs> Snyder's done a good job of making you hate yeah. these guys. Yeah. Uh, Metal Number Six comes out in March, right? Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Because I think they're doing the Wild Hunt in February. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then they're so it's like six weeks. February fourteenth, Valentine's Day. Is that when that's out? Yeah. <gasps> so we're gonna have a slate of books oh to my review. God. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thankfully, Wonder Woman is okay. She got up and then proceeded to fight more because she's, yep. you know, a demigod. Yeah, she can't die. No. 
I'm not sure if I'm enjoying this book. You and never enjoy that every, every week, John. <laughs> so, so there's a lot of moving parts here, and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not keeping track of them, and that's why I'm not enjoying them. Because uh, it's like Plastic Man, Nth Metal, Shazam, this Dark Hawk lady. Uh, the well, and we get the answer in, in this issue that mm-hmm. Hawkman is an amplifier. Right. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For... Amplifier, metal. <laughs> Throw the horns, guys. So, uh, I'm wearing my metal T-shirt, everybody. By the way, <laughs> right, right. My Dark Knight's metal T-shirt. Th- this so. book seems fun uh, for someone you know that knows all about this stuff. I have a counter for that. All right. Okay. What's that? Uh, Aaron, Aaron Candelaria. Shout out to my boy Aaron. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been on the show once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't read any of this. Okay. He came in, picked up issue one, and a couple of the one-shot things. He texted me. He's like, oh, my God, this is the most my most favorite thing that I've read from DC in a long time. And he's got no reference of any of the current DC universe. The only things he's been kind of keeping up on is um, Star Wars. That's his jam. Yeah. Yeah. He's aware of like Superman, Batman. He has, you know, some knowledge of that kind of stuff. But he's just like he told me today, Johnny, Mm -hmm. that anything marked. Dark Knight's metal. He's coming in to get because of how much he loves <laughs> the thing. Is, like I don't stuff. I don't get that because and he's not. A, he's not yeah. a big DC fanboy, comic fan. What I what I don't get is like how this is. This feels kind maybe it's of, just you. It's it feels impenetrable. <laughs> maybe like, it's just you, Johnny. Maybe it is just me. <laughs> maybe you just suck at like you know getting into this. Maybe like maybe you're such man. a snob in your niche market of things. <laughs> now Johnny that really <laughs> he really doesn't like superhero events. And he said that. And he just doesn't yeah. get into him. I mean, I, I, I want to like this book because there's a bunch of inter- interesting stuff with um, you know, the plastic man and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But it's just I love the way they described plastic man in this. I was like, that's a way to make a kind of a an odd outlier character relevant to the story. That he's, you know, kind of this uh, reactionary type yeah. thing. I, I can so. see why uh, Aaron would like this because it's it's crazy. It's, it's like, oh my god, there's a bunch of weird and crazy stuff happening. And I can appreciate that, but I kind of want to follow it a little bit more closely. I want to be, I want to understand it, not just... Are in- you saying that he's incapable of understanding things? <laughs> I'm Are not saying, saying that, that, that it's got to be wild and crazy for hey, Aaron to like it. Please don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like it. I like Aaron. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's but, just, but that's just it though. Yeah. Cause that's a lot of the points that you've made, but that goes to show you that Aaron is somebody that's not necessarily mm-hmm. in the comic universe in DC proper. Right. Okay. And he picked it up, fell in love with it from issue one and was like, I'm down. So, it's in other words, there's all kinds of tastes. Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. one of the things that Snyder said is he was trying to write it so that the fanboys would love and see all the little things that echo back, but mm-hmm. that somebody coming in new, Aaron, would be able to pick it up and just get jazzed on the story. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened to him. And I told him I was like, "That's awesome. I'm glad you're digging it." See, I yeah, I, I can I can see that. Um, and it's not that I like didn't enjoy it or didn't like it. I feel like it's just not for me. I'm kind of I'm in the middle of Mm -hmm. both of you guys, yeah. Because I don't think I don't think this is the most sophisticated storytelling. Okay, (laughs) but it's exactly what it's meant to be. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just no holds barred 
mayhem we're chaos. We're jumping the and, shark on purpose. Yeah. It's like I hate fairyland. <laughs> um, but it's like when when uh, Martian Manhunter Hunter shows up to to free. Freaking uh, I loved that. And I, I was like, really? That's like that's just so ad hoc, you know? <laughs> it's like uh, we're Deus Ex Machina, right? Uh, yeah, Martian Manhunter shows up. I know. Okay. He's I like, had the same thought. But so I so he like, did yeah. come out of nowhere as much as it seemed like he. Did. Oh yeah, no. He, okay, because I I hadn't read anything before. And he's like, this, uh, he's like, nah, I can I can protect you against Starro, and, <laughs> and I was like, well, that's good because I'm gonna tear him a new one. And like, he proceeds, he, he proceeds to tear him a new one <laughs> off panel. It's like five minutes later. It's like. Wow, man, you really did it it's to Starro, didn't that, you? And it's like, what? That's something I haven't liked about the metal books that I've read is a lot of stuff happens off panel, and that kind yes. of bugs me. Like, I, I was reading the first issue, and they have Justice League Voltron. Mm-hmm. And then the fight happens off panel, and I was like, I was so ready to quit that book because you do not give someone Justice League Voltron and have the fight off panel. That's like, there should be a law against that. But (laughs) yeah, it's covering a lot of ground very quickly. Um, It's 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 an adrenaline rush. Yeah. And I know I know that's what they're going for. And so I can't you know, he's nailing what he's trying to do. Yeah, maybe. So, I, yeah, I look, think, and I and I totally get it because I thought the same thing. I was like, "Well, that's a little out of nowhere," yeah. but it was one of those things that made me so happy that I didn't care. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, we're seeing Martian Manhunter! I don't it's care like, that here's he came another out of the character." Yeah, yes, <laughs> like so. I was like, "It's just you it, see." I I had just assumed he was in the previous issue, but <laughs> no, um, he just showed up. Oh, yeah. teach me to expect people to know how to write a comic. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like that's but. Once again, it's it's they're yeah. they're just going big for everything, you know. And yeah, it's, it's it's probably me because I think well, I I feel I don't like it much. Either. Well, <laughs> no, I, I, um, I, I feel like it's I, and I know this is not the case. I feel like I need to read all the tie-ins to enjoy this, and I know that's not the case because I'm 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 genuinely lost. I don't know what's going on uh, most of the time, so I feel like oh, I probably should have read that tie-in or something. You know, and and with I this, think that's just it's made me want to read all the right. Titans. So um, mm-hmm. with this, since we're already in issue five, I'm like, I don't want to go back and read all those. That's a lot. Um, and one more negative is uh, just uh, Greg Capullo. Uh, some of the panels are not great. He's kind of channeling uh, John Romita Jr. noses. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> I, I think it's classic Capullo. Yeah, really? I yeah, don't know. It's Mr. like this uh, flat the guy on the panel with no problems with John Romita Jr. I <laughs> Uh, but I no, some, some, I, some, I, some I of think some of this stuff is freaking. Yeah, amazing. some of this stuff is freaking fantastic. But then you get to other panels where uh, it's like, I, oh, that's weird. I liked it. I think it was the pretty much the quality you expect from Capullo. Mm-hmm. But. Dude, it, the it freaking great. her bashing Shazam. That's with a great mace. panel. Yeah. Oh my god! And then her punching the freaking uh, what is it, Dark Lady Darkhawk with the lasso wrapped around her knuckles. Like, oh my <laughs> right. god! Give me all I, of I, this I, I didn't know, all the time. I didn't, I didn't know that the lasso worked that way. It's it doesn't. Cool it does know. now. It's kind of cool right. to know. Um. <laughs> what's it? What's the dude with the paint splotch on his face? Is his name uh, Mr. Terrific? Right. Yeah. I guess I just Johnny don't like Fair his play. face. Yeah. His. Well, that the design of Mister Terrific, you know, with the T mm-hmm. on his face, is awkward by even the best. Yeah, yeah, it looks like his face is like planted down like this or something. <laughs> I mean, he's an awkward design. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter who's okay. drawing him. Shall we rate it? Yep. 
five. I've enjoyed this series all the way through. So. Right. <laughs> hmm? Out of five, uh, yeah. Yeah, out of okay. five. Um, I have to give it. Uh, you can give halves too. I'll give it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm aware of this. <laughs> um, Johnny gives. Uh, I, I'm in between. Uh, I'll, I'll actually give it the. I do uh, give I'll, I'll give it the jump to three. All right. Yeah, um, I I felt it kind of. I, I don't know. To me, it just seemed like more of the worst impulses of crossover events. And mm. I, but that's just me. I'm not a big fan of crossover mm. events. I like a little more connection with characters. Yeah. I give it a three. It's well written, but it feels all over the place. And I think that's just uh, that's just because I'm not enjoying it. I don't think you like metal. I like metal. Metal music. No. The metal oh, tie-in, no. You do. Oh, I, I like metal, yeah. but I just... You know. This is, this feels... <laughs> you what, Were you reading this while listening to Lindsey Sterling? No, 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 no. <laughs> that might have done it. I'm sorry. I do. I, 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 I love I like Lindsey Sterling. Sterling, too. I really do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's amazing. Roger. Well, but... <laughs> what? Well, a success, you gent. Oh, we've yeah. mentioned this before. I listen to Carly Rae Jepsen when I listen okay. when I read this. Oh dear right. God, she's so good. She's so hard, man. She's so good. Those drops. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> Matt. We'll talk about Carly Rae Jepsen right. later. Um, Ugh. It, you know, if I were grading it on, you know, it being what it's supposed to be, it'd be a five. But when I factor in my own likes and stuff, I'm gonna give it a four. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's better than I thought. I, I look. I, I fully admit. This is just tickling all the fanboy parts for me, like and, 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 and that's the, what it's meant to yeah. do. So and all the the you know what metal is just as a music genre, putting that on the page, like it, it's just hitting all of those things for me. So, yeah, and I, um, I and I respect that. I have to say, still, whenever I pick up one of these, I hear like nonstop Iron Maiden whenever yeah. I oh, read it. So. Yeah. <laughs> just power chords and leads all day. So, um, all right, Roger, you want to tell us about our indie book? Hungry Ghost, uh, written by Anthony Bourdain was and by him? yeah, and Joel Rose. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was just Anthony Bourdain. Right, this Hungry is an Ghost. anthology book, so we have a couple of artists in here. We have uh, Alberto Ponticelli. Mm-hmm. Good? Yeah. Good? That good? sounds good. Okay, and uh, Vanessa Del Rey. So, um, in this book, a billionaire gathers chefs, executive chefs from all over the world, to engage. In a game of ghost storytelling Russian roulette. <laughs> From Japan. Yeah. <laughs> so in the first in the first uh it's from Japan, it seems. In the in the first story, uh Kaidan, you get uh oh man, dude forgets, you know, doesn't doesn't oh no, he owned a restaurant. And uh, he was closed up for the day. Homeless guy came. No, that was the second one. Kaiden was that the is, second? Kaiden is the setup. Oh, the Kaiden's the setup. Yeah. Right. That's the Russian Starving guy. Okay. skeleton. That's in the... Right, right, right. So in the second story, the first story is the setup that I already pitched. The second story, uh, the starving skeleton, uh, dude is asking for a handout from a restaurant owner. Sorry, he's already done the dishes. Nope, can't help you on his way home. Apparently, the guy died and turned into a skeleton and ate him. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was so abrupt. I was and like, then, oh, we're done. Yeah, right. Pretty much. <laughs> right. Uh, this panel, this nothing panel was missed. Of the, the skeleton squeezing the dude's head right. Like, right, into right. its like bony mouth. Yeah. I was like, okay. 
is like juicing that grape. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I thought. Of. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in the, that is in, <laughs> in the last story, the pirates. Can we even uh, say what she does? I don't know. Is this book rated mature? It's rated mature. Oh, I'm sure. There's no way it can't be. Well, I know. They dropped F bombs right in the first couple of pages. Yeah, mature readers. So that's good. Thank you, Dark Horse. Um, uh, no, you have this uh, uh, apparently, you know, um, I don't know, a siren. Siren. It would be a siren. Yeah. Who who impersonates, uh, you know, uh, a, a woman in, in a damsel in distress, right, floating at sea. A pirate ship gets her, and they're going to have their all have their way with her. But the name of this story, by the way, she, this particular one, is The Pirates. Right. The most on-the-nose description <laughs> of a story I've ever heard of. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway, uh, go ahead. That really bugged me. <laughs> wait, what? Just the name, because at least with the other one, The Starving Skeleton, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, it's about a starving skeleton. This one's like The Pirates. Like, you couldn't have come up with anything <laughs> more clever. What, The Privates? The Pirates, The Privates. <laughs> that yeah. would have at least made me giggle. Okay. That would have been le- if they were like the pirates, privates. Like, hey, all right. My my biggest problem in this whole comic because I get what it's trying to be. Yeah. I, I get that it's it. You know, because for me it was kind of a flashback <laughs> to, you know, anthology horror comics from the the sixties and seventies, right. mm-hmm. only not as well done. Right. You know, but I mean it. And if it wasn't for mature readers, it would pro- it would probably speak more to eight year olds. You know, uh, it feels like something you'd watch late at night on Showtime or HBO, like some just random. Like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of corny. Yeah, you know, like I mean, it's, it's kind of corny, like a mature Twilight Zone kind of thing. I I didn't like it, but I think maybe that's what they're going for. They're trying to go for the the creepy and the mm-hmm. eerie. Uh, yeah. You know. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, see, I don't even. I, I was thinking they were trying to be corny because I'm like, this isn't. This doesn't creep me out at all. Yeah, I think I think that it doesn't. That's their. I think that's what they're going for. A little bit. I don't think it works, but I think that's what they're going for because a yeah. lot of the stories in, in creepy and eerie and um, what was another one? Uh, like uh, I forget. But you know the the stories they're kind of silly. They're dumb. Like there's a story uh, about this guy who has an abusive uh, wife, so he kills her and stuffs her. Uh, he's a like a seamstress and yeah. he uses her body as a you know to the weird. The weird it's thing weird. Is, it's corny. The second, it's f- the second story, like the first story, there's kind of a moral, like, "Hey, don't be a jerk." Yeah, you know, give yeah. some food. Yeah, yeah. Es- especially know? since every since especially since every restaurant is has le- is left with away. pounds of food that they yeah. have to throw away every day. With <laughs> with the second story, it was just kind of like, "Don't be a pirate." And rescue like <laughs> a drowning chick. That was a third story. And, I, and no, I, I think well, yeah, with I, I'm not sure be. what it had to do with food. Yeah, uh, unless she was. <laughs> sw- no, I'm, uh, never mind. Well, man, I'm not gonna finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, I don't. I I don't like this book. I did like the art for the pirates. Uh, that's Vanessa Del Rey who does the art on Redlands. Uh, with Jordi Belair, we reviewed. That's issue. why it looked familiar. Yeah. This uh, this this page right here, Johnny. That's mm-hmm. at it's it's a little after the middle. But this this bothered me the most about the comic because it was the sloppiest storytelling. Mm-hmm. Guys, guys, because she's she's, um, well, she makes a joke about <laughs> about his manhood. Right. Okay. I guess that's the way of putting it. And he's about to hit her, but the next scene. 
he's like you <laughs> yeah right right yeah, yeah and, but, and it's completely non-sequitur yeah, because it can't follow it doesn't you know you, you guys would have to read it so, someone about, someone was really in love with the large center panel mm. and um and yeah. the rest of the set uh, the rest of the um the situation failed due to that it. should have been broken up into yeah. more panels to show but, the motion but of what I don't was know happening. if it, I don't know if it was the writer or the artist but somebody was really in love with this big mm-hmm. panel in the center and wouldn't let it go yeah yeah I can I can see that it it's not telling you know the art between the gutters it's not, it's not sequential not, but again yeah. I don't right and exactly I mean, that, that's is, not art between the gutters that's like an entire story between the gutters <laughs> you know it's yeah. like um but I did. I, I like the art. I, I did. I did like the art throughout the book. Um, yeah, there's some good artists in there. And uh, the storytelling is just all over the place. Really, it's it's a weird one. I it's almost as if it was written by a not by someone who's not a professional comic writer. Yeah. <laughs> Stick to food, Anthony Bourdain. Stick to food. Yeah. It's. Uh, what would you rate it? Two. Yeah, I'm at two. I want to go lower, but I like Vanessa Del Rey. <laughs> you didn't even go ten minutes on that one. There's not a whole <laughs> lot okay. to dissect. Yeah, it, it's an anthology. It, it's it's a slight volume. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, I have to give it a three. There was just something that I liked about it. It was just it it amused me. You know, I uh, art story consistent. Right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, but. Well, some of the art wasn't consistent, though. Right. That was Cause I, but, I, that, I, that's but that's the, the thing. Style. It's, it's the, yeah. So, um, two. I'm going to say two also. Like, it's just, uh, yeah. That's your own rating? Yep. I had high hopes for this, too. Yeah. It sounded cool from when we were looking it up last week. I, I dig watching Anthony Bourdain on, what, Parts Unknown or whatever. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Well, he's a, uh, I'm, he's a traveling. goes all uh, over the world. I'm, I'm going to continue like Guy to tell Fieri? stories. So I'll let you know if cool. it gets yeah. any better. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Johnny. Anthony Bourdain is like Guy Fieri. No. No, no. He no, he goes around no. and eats weird things around Just, the world, d- like cobra hearts okay. and stuff. Fried food for okay. a living, but that dude. tells you about the local Johnny culture and stuff. Johnny doesn't need the details. Just move on. He was yeah. joking. <laughs> <laughs> Moon Knight, number 191, uh, by, uh, is it Max Bemis? Yep, Max yep. Bemis. Yes, sir. Max Bemis. That's the stinger. Oh, Max Bemis. Oh, Johnny. I know. I thought you know the mistake would have been Beavis. Like that's an easy one. What's on your mind? (laughs) That's funnier though. Quite a lot. Quite a lot. Uh, Max Bemis and Jason Burroughs. It follows the story of Moon Knight fighting with this. um, This. What are these patients called? Schizophrenia. No. They're like multiple personalities. No, no, no. Psych, psych, psych. The bad guys. What's that word? Psych, psychologist. (sighs) Psychosomatic. Yeah, Johnny. The psychiatric patients or whatever. Yeah, psychiatric patients. Mental ward. Nobody said that. Yes. So, um, well, you weren't very clear on what you (laughs) wanted us to. So that guy has the power of Ra, which is um, uh, Moon Knight's god father. I think. God, this is a horrible pitch. Something like that. Yeah, something I like that. I thought you were going to be able to pitch this book, Johnny. I mean, okay, so there's just a bunch of uh, things. So Moon Knight uh, has apparently one of his personalities got uh, has a daughter now. 
um, with a girl that I've never seen before. And he's fighting with a mental patient uh, who has the powers of Raw, which, you know, he can shoot fire out of his eyes and has, like, extra powers and extra strength and whatever. Uh, he's the god of the sun, right? Yeah, yeah. and it, m- some of the, this issue is him just fighting with that uh, mental uh, patient. Um and then uh, him having a group to take down Moon Knight. And that's it. And this is part four of a series. Oh, is it really? Of, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's part yeah. four of the story. It's a little arc. uncontextual. So uh, I think it's called Crazy Runs in the Family. That's right. the current name of the story arc. So w- there's a lot that's happened. Uh, it would behoove everybody to read the summary coming into this. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, you're kind of thrown in and it's like, what's happening? Yeah. So. I liked it a lot. I I liked that I kind of didn't know what was happening. I read the summary and I was like, oh, okay, sure. That's that's it. Just go with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you like that you don't know what's happening in this book, but you can't stand it in metal. I love you, Johnny. So, so the thing is, with, with metal, it's all <laughs> over the place. With metal, it's all over the place. With this, I, fall, I knew what was happening by the middle of the book. I knew what was going on. I was enjoying it. With metal, I can't There's enjoy. No it. Dark dimensions in Moon Knight. <laughs> right. Come on. The best thing about this book is that American Gothic cover ripoff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. Hmm. Actually. Yeah. Um, I love the. He the, doesn't know what that is. Uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's it's the most copied painting. Yeah. Oh, oh right. The, the, think, the, the, the farmer the, people. Yeah. Oh, okay. The At least the American painting. Instead of a pitchfork. Because the Mona Lisa room. is too. But I'm pretty sure American Gothic is the most copied painting ever. It might Maybe be. Starry Night. I don't know. Starry yeah. Night is copied a lot right now. Yeah. yeah this one, I thought, you know, I thought it was fine. The art's fine. The story's, you know, fine, whatever. But uh, the thing that bothered me in this book is the same thing that bothered me in Hungry Ghost. You get to this point and there's this there's this scene that makes absolutely no sense. And that's when um, he's throwing down with, because uh, Mark Spector's trying to save his daughter and uh, his, well, ma- baby mama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but he's got, he's got Bushmaster and some other guy inside with, with the mom. And he's outside with the kid with the, right. with the fire thrower and like he had a quiet moment in the middle of a fight <laughs> yeah well he runs he runs with the little girl into the house and then in the house on the wall in fire is we have your we queen. have your queen okay he was just outside on the front lawn fighting with the fire guy okay why and the fire guy wants to kill, kill him. him yeah why, How? Why didn't the fire guy just follow him into the house? <laughs> right. You Max, know. Max. I mean, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I mean, I was I was fine with this book up until that point. I was like, I was like, okay. I mean, I like Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. I do. I really do like Moon Knight. I'm, I like Mark Spector. Um, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting. An alternate personality got busy with you know this girl, and now, and he's like playing uncle or whatever. You got. He's an uncle dad. I'm your. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your. I'm your uncle dad. I'm your uncle's brother. And, that means. And it's like, you know, and I'm like, okay, the, yeah, this is cool. It's fine. I can I can deal with it. The the art's tolerable. Um, but you get to that point, and it's like, why, why didn't the guy follow him in the house? It makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> and he wants, and now they're all grouped. 
somewhere else, <laughs> holding the mother of his child hostage, like waiting to yeah. take him out. The, on, the only it, thing it just that makes I, no sense. Yeah, I, I think the deadline wrote that part of the. <laughs> you know, the, the, the only thing that I can see is that maybe he wants something other than just killing Moon Knight. You know. Uh, well, no, he wants to kill the little girl in front of Moon Knight. Right. I, I, and, yeah, and there was a, there's that? an opportunity. Yeah. Why didn't he do that? Um, but you know, like a uh, Moon Knight has th- the powers of what's this dude's name? Conchu. Conchu. Um. So yeah, like I, that that page where he's kind of like, oh, she's cute, and then he just runs. I'm like, okay, that's weird. You know, he runs with her and and goes back into the house. Um. It, that that you're right. It didn't make sense. Um, the house he just got her clear of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I did I, I love the art. It reminded me of um, the uh, clean room art. What's John Davis Hunt? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of that. Uh, very nice uh, lines and very detailed backgrounds. Um, I, I, I really like this art. Who's the artist? Um, something Burroughs. Jason Burroughs. Yeah, Jason Burroughs. yeah, Jason Burroughs. He had a run on. I think it. It's um, yes. Uber. Uber? Oh, that Uber. book! Yeah, yeah. The superpowered Nazis. I think it's. I think it's uh. Colin Bunn, also. But yeah, he had a run on that early on when that was going on, um, and he's done something else. He's not mm. bad by any stretch. John Davis Hunt is, in my opinion, better. Yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely. Um, but this is this isn't bad at all. Um, it's good. I like it a lot, cool. especially this cover. Um, but yeah, you're you're right. That that sequence of events doesn't really make sense. Hmm. Um, but I'm kind of interested, and I would maybe go back and read the first few issues because uh, I, I like the the beginning fight. Um, you know, th- with him uh, being pushed out a, a glass door or whatever. Uh, and it's just it seems like a fun book even though it might not be a fun time for Moon Knight hmm. David well I um, it is indeed a comic <laughs> fact <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I found it a little dull to be honest oh, yeah? I was it, it, I mean I had no problem getting into it I actually kind of liked that it was a that it was an issue that was in that was part four and I really didn't feel lost in it yeah, you know, uh, which is a good thing because uh, I remember a time when it's um, not like when, I remember a time when mainstream comics that was the standard. But um, what well, also goes to show though, like Max Bemis is not a writer; he's a musician. Ah, uh, so okay. He's the singer for "Say Anything." Uh, there you so, go. Yep. That came up. Co- that came up a few weeks ago, and I couldn't uh, remember the band. Say anything. Or maybe. It was but, <laughs> he's that band. Heard a big sound. But but you know it was it was. It was a capable comic. It's yeah. just I I could not care. <laughs> That's the problem. I should have gotten Jared my band popular, and then I could break into comics without any experience yeah. of being any type of capable writer too. Well, I mean, like, oh, I sold some CDs, guys. Let me write some comics with your like prominent characters. He obviously characters. knows what he's doing. He just might not have the chops as professional. He clearly you know. doesn't have the chops <laughs> to do it. But isn't that after all what editors are for? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Somebody was asleep. Someone on likes this what one. he's doing. He has a whole run on this. So. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. 
It's a two and a half for me. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's about where I'm at. Johnny? It's a four for me. <laughs> Saw that coming a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's like a great book or it's the best book or whatever, but That's I really because liked it. Because it was Max Venus. Venus. <laughs> 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 uh, I'll give it a three. Yeah, you threes across the board for you tonight, dude. Oh yeah, I guess we'll so. Everything's just kind of oh, mediocre. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just it, it's just <laughs> the simple kidding. fact of the matter is nothing really stood out out of any of the three to me this week. It yeah, just yeah, uh, it is what it is. You know, I don't know if it's me or if it's the material, but, you know, it's... Listen, to all the aspiring writers that are in bands, don't. Keep your day <laughs> I, would, I would think writing songs... Stick with writing songs. ...is completely, I mean, obviously, way different. Oh, yeah. Stick with writing songs in your crappy pop comics. And I know there's... Look, I, I, from experience with the shop, there's huge crossover between the music community and the comic community. There is. You know? Yeah. And, and I... I understand that. Just because you can do one doesn't me. mean you can do the other. Um, Except for Gerard. Way. Nope. Well, yeah. I, well, yeah. I, I learned that I, I sucked at the at the music, so I went to comics. <laughs> oh, God. See, this is... See... There, there are parts of me that wanted to be like a comic writer, and then like I read this stuff, and I'm like, yeah, this is this is just don't, don't, yeah. just don't do it, John, and stick to playing guitar. <laughs> a lot of write, comic writers say it takes a lot of bad pages before you get to the. But good one. but one, that one, one thing, true. One that's thing, true. One thing you general, have that a lot yeah. of the new comic, one thing you probably would have, and that he has that a lot of the, um, that a lot of the uh, new, the newer comic writers don't seem to have is a sense of rhythm. So yeah. there is that. Yeah. Cadence. Yeah, it's important. I mean. But anyway, uh, what would you guys rather have reviewed? Did you guys read anything that you feel would have been a better uh, review? Excuse me, for the show. Um, I did. I, I read Avengers. Yeah. Definitely, definitely better. Cool. Way better. Uh, this is actually my first time in the shop today, so oh, snap. I, I have not read. Got anything. here late today, I, David. I, I have not read. I I um. Uh, I'm I'm tending to a sick relative, so I can't make it on Wednesdays. Um, no worries. But, Johnny, uh, anything that you read that you would have rather reviewed? Don't give us a list, just one. I don't know what came out this week, but check out uh, Harrow County. It's really uh, good. It's coming to an end. Yeah, it's really good. Check it out. I want to say I haven't read it yet, but I will read it. Defenders. I heard there's a big thing that happens in that book. I w- that was in my stack to read. Yeah. I wanted. I wanted to get to it. I didn't get to it. There's one other book I read. And I'm gonna. I know we didn't want to do this, but I'm gonna. Ooh, I'm gonna ask this conversation. Phoenix Resurrection. Yes, I read it. Um, Forgot about it, that. It was a good issue. Okay. Oh, it was. Yes. It was a really good issue. They did something at the Impressive. end that I don't. I don't want to spoil. Please don't. But I think it's gonna. You're gonna have to tell me at the end of the show. Yeah. I don't sure. Want to hear. They. They did. They did something really, really cool, but kind of problematic too and i'm curious to see look we're going to find out we're going to talk about this next week x-men red we'll find out oh are we doing x-men pe- red next week yeah i'm kind of excited for that book. Uh, yeah it looks good good team we'll we'll be able to talk about it first okay. next week it was look it was a good comic it was a good comic lionel you still uh no they changed artists like no. every week oh, wow. yeah <laughs> they had five because they had to they have for right. a while now yeah they had to you know plow is, through it is so. mahmoud asrar on X-Men Red? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a pretty book. With Tom Taylor. Mm. So, Who's the uh, Tom Taylor. Oh, sweet. Phoenix Resurrection, number five. Uh, I, w- I would give, like, 
a, a strong four. Okay. Uh, Two good Marvel books then, huh? Yeah. Okay. I haven't read and, anything and I, this week. I can't wait to talk because it may – yeah, we'll see. Next okay. week. Okay. I wish I had time to to read some stuff out of my stack. I would have loved to have read The Silencer and been able to say something about it or or even I'm really excited about The Flash Annual. I'm really yeah. excited about that. So, um Same. Yeah. But I did not and we have new rules that must be enforced. <laughs> I, everything I read is 6 months behind. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's true. laughs> All right. Uh, so we're going to we're going to go ahead and move on to highlights. Um, the books that we are reviewing next week, uh, we are going to review the Swamp Thing Winter Special Number One mm-hmm. by Tom King and Jason Fabok. Is it a one shot? It's a one shot, eighty pages. So it's going to be a little oh, bit longer a, read. That's a big boy. It is a big boy. <laughs> uh, from Marvel, we are, as we just mentioned, going to be reviewing X Men Red, number one, and from our indie list. Uh, we are going to be reviewing Wicked and Divine 1923. Is that another one shot in that universe? Yes. Okay. And I really, you know, we've never done one of the one shots from that. I know we reviewed uh, volume one and and an issue or two of Wicked and Divine. But I've, I've been really curious to dive into one. Of, because these gods in this universe of Wicked and Divine, they reincarnate every 90 years. Yep. So um, they've done they always come back as like past yeah and so i really wanted to check it out and see see how those are they always come back as important people right that's the thing and and that could be that could be really cool so fingers crossed well i think at the beginning of that series it was in the 20s so it's like like a a legitimate like kayla would know boom yeah (laughs) kayla yeah tell us where wicked and vine the current series started i think it was at the end of where this one shot is yes. going to begin. Mm. Because then, yeah. So. It was. That's kind of cool. Um, uh, as far as anything else of note that's coming out next week, um, uh, I'll skip most of this stuff. Uh, the big things, like as far as graphic novels, Absolute Wonder Woman by Azarello and Cliff Chang, hardcover volume two, oh. yep. is out next week. Finally. How many, how many of those are going to come out? Two. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's the entire... Nice. 35 like issue eight, one. 18 issues each or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So just to let everybody know, I've already pulled uh, volume two. It's mine. I'm, so. pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dusty has the other one. Dusty or your dad, one of them. I think it might be. I, I, I can't remember. Uh, it's a good run. It is. That's my, my, my quintessential Wonder Woman run. So, um, And then we've got... Just a list of reorders here. We've got uh, Art of Harley Quinn hardcover, Rick and Morty hardcover, uh, Volume 2, and Terry Moore's Echo Complete Edition coming in. Yep. Cool. Oh, sweet. Can I share we... a grievance? What? I looked at all the solicits for Dark Knight's Metal. There's four books, and they're all hardcovers coming out. Man, when am I going to get some trades? <laughs> like, come on. Uh, Christmas? Jeez. Already there you go, Allie. Really? Your Christmas list is yeah. done. The The... <laughs> Dude, if you want, I'll loan you the soft covers or the issues. No, I just I want them. Oh, you want to? Yeah, buy, yeah. I want the trades. <laughs> gotcha. So, well, if you want to read them, that's well, what I'm saying. Yeah, that too. But yeah, <laughs> I want. I was just like, ah. You know what's funny is if this was just a normal series, the trade would be out first. But because it's an event or if it's something special, they they're still putting they're the hardcover out first. Yeah. I think they Which missed is the mark on that. I, th- I think they missed the mark because what they should have done is they should have released them all in trades and then come out with an omnibus. Yes. I, or if an omnibus comes out, I want that, but they're all just or, more... Or one of those slip uh, cases of all the issues that they're so fond of these days. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about like um, the Dark Knight 3. Dark Knight, yeah. 
Oh, like where yeah. they make like every issue a hardcover, yeah, and then since, you can put it they're so fond of that well, these days. There's yeah. like cool. four volumes of issues. So get a bigger box. <laughs> <laughs> get a bigger boat. Capullo oh, control it. You know. <laughs> I. Yeah, I'm gonna. Depending on how this series ends, I'm probably gonna like triple dip on this thing. Omnibus, so. hardcovers, trades, and absolutes. Oh, yeah, no, whatever, no, whatever dude. you're putting out in premium <laughs> format. Yeah, just take all my money. Oh man. So. It, like, if the Absolute does not have a pyrotechnic thing included where when you pull it out, like, fire comes out <laughs> from it, I'm going to be really... Like and it needs to be, yeah, it needs to be encri- encased in, like, that diamond plating, like, that metal. Right. It, needs to, it needs to actually be 50 pounds when you pick it up of actual metal. So if it the doesn't have... Actually, the metal... Yeah. Pressings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> DC? Anybody over there? With, get with, on that. with knobs that go to 11. Yes, everything needs to go to 11. <laughs> so I want it all. Um, all right, David, tell us about uh, the graphic novel that I did not get a chance to read. Apparently, yep, yeah, whatever. Yeah, me, uh, me and Johnny are in a very well, odd yeah, boat let's go, now. Let's go ahead and, and, yeah. and set the stage here the, for the, the listeners. This one we worked have, out weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, so we're reviewing Strangers in Paradise Volume One. Apparently, according, like according to David, there's three different number volume yeah. ones from Terry Moore's run. Um, we did not have a copy of this in stock. Um, I'll I'll take responsibility for that. <laughs> Johnny picked it up digitally, got the wrong volume one. <laughs> Jonathan didn't get a chance to read it. You're re- re- this is going to be a pretty quick review, uh, which makes me sad. I wanted be, to read yeah, this. It's it's going to be me and David. Yeah, um, I have impressions talking about this. Yeah. Um, Johnny, Johnny can comment a little bit on the storytelling from later. I'm just gonna say I like Terry Moore. So yeah, <laughs> I love him. I'm so, just gonna say that I loved what I read. So with that understanding that this is gonna, this is gonna be a funky, <laughs> unconventional review. I'm sorry. I'm really okay. sorry because like life just got ahead of me. This I'm week. not it's, sorry. I got screwed over. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should have heard yeah, but you how still angry read, Johnny was. You still it. read an excellent comic. Yes. <laughs> he felt like the tone in his voice was just utter betrayal from Comixology. Well, because, yeah, David brought his uh, his copy in, and Johnny started looking at it. He's like, what is this? Wait, <laughs> yeah, this he actually a- didn't know he had read the wrong one until we started recording. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, then, unfortunately, we were, that was awesome. Unfortunately, we were behind the eight ball when we were planning it because, yeah. because the whole um, lack of a copy in the store and then deciding which portion of it to read and and all that. Yeah, so. okay, I'll take credit. For take it, it away, guys. Fine. David, yeah. pitch this book. All right. Strangers in Paradise is the first um, independent comic by uh, comic great Terry Moore. Uh, it's his magnum opus. Um, it's, a, it's kind of a slice of life story with other genres poking in every now and then. Um, basic gist of it is there's a gal named Kachu um, who loves her who loves her roommate Francine Francine loves Kachu unfortunately she doesn't quite realize this um, and then there's also a guy named David who also loves Kachu mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's a it's kind of a bizarre love triangle yeah twisted um, love triangle and um, the the first volume which we're reading uh, is largely just um, a kind of a situation comedy almost. Um, uh, what's it called? They're just try- um, Francine and Kachu are just trying to live a live a simple life. 
Uh, Francine gets dumped by her boyfriend, the loathsome Freddy, and she loses her mind. And uh, and then Kachu vows revenge, and revenge is executed, and she gets arrested. And then we find out she's got a. Uh, and we find out she's got a quite a criminal past, which then becomes a major event in the course of the book. Yeah, it's alluded to. You don't find out everything about it, but it's, yeah. a, it's alluded to her having a rather long list of felonies with records that have been sealed. Yep. So that's not good. Um, yep. This, you know, this 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 was a lot of fun. I had, I, I knew. Uh, Ten years ago, or so, I, uh, I went back and I read all of Strangers in Paradise. Um, and when I started reading this, I had remember I was like, "Oh, right, I remember this." Uh, most of it, I had I had forgotten. Um, it's really fascinating to have read a lot of Terry Moore since this, and then to go back and look at it and see um, the beginnings mm-hmm. of his art form. Uh, both in storytelling and in 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 art, because yeah. the art the art looks more like um, something from Sunday comics. Sunday comics, the three panel. Yeah, even though it's not laid out that way, it looks like that. You see that um, that's actually what he was out to do was to, be a, was be, be a comic a strip artist. Comic strip. Okay. And as he tells it in um, the Strangers in Paradise Treasury um, book, is that he was never able to get any answers on how to um, get in from anyone. But the first time he asked somebody how to get in on an independent comic, he had a roadmap. So he's like, yes, um, hell with that. I'll go and just make a comic. Mm. And that's what he did. And I guess the rest is history. Yeah. But Uh, this is in his writing. You know, he's a lot wordier Mm -hmm. early on. Um, it's a lot more um, situational comedy, and mm-hmm. which I mean, I think that this book um, is intentionally that way. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of over the top slice of life. Yeah, uh, but you know what? And I found you know, and, and there are a lot of books that that I read that are corny like that, and 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 it falls flat. Um. Even just like his dialogue, mm-hmm. you know, the the phrases that he chooses his characters to utter uh-huh. is like, who says that? You know, but but it Actually, works really well. Actually, if you see well. him on Instagram, he does. It's really? <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the dialogue early on is a lot more like how he actually how he actually talks and makes jokes. And, yeah, it's very much dialogue. And it's got and it's got it gets it gets more naturalistic very fast. Actually, his yeah. his um his learning curve uh, on his art was so fast it oh yeah i mean that's his first you know the first issue is his first comic yeah and he's that fully formed when well, he's self-taught too <laughs> yeah. right yeah he's self-taught like, um uh, like frank Chow. now of course he's not Jeez. of course as far as storytelling goes he's got a little kind of a um kind of a thing in, in the back pocket and that he um was a video editor okay as a career before okay. he became a comic artist so he knew how to put together, you know, yeah, how to lay out stories, like, yeah, and that's why I mean, look, comics, you know, in and of themselves are much like uh storyboards, yeah, you know, for for movies. I mean, they 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 tell 
um, a cinematic story using sequential art. And I could, I could definitely see that with him mm-hmm. being a strength. Um, I, I love these characters so much. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I think that's when you were mentioning you know the you know the corniness of early dialogue and stuff. I think the reason it works is that you so immediately care about these characters. Yeah. Oh, uh, you and you can relate to every one of them. I mean, yeah. you your 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 heart is just crushed for Francine when when she's getting dumped. Uh-huh. You know, and and hmm. and you absolutely hate Freddie because he's just a scumbag. Uh- the thing uh, that amazed me when I was reading it was that I, I did not expect him to be a character that stayed around throughout the entire rest of the. <laughs> well, and David, the, the the one that hurt me the most, I don't want to go into into the end because I think it's 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 worth it for everybody to find out. I think it, it's important in the storytelling is is David, because when I saw David and it was like I just had this heavy, you know. Uh, yeah, this David. is actually the first time I went back to the beginning, yeah. and yeah, it's it's an interesting read. Yeah, when you go back to the beginning, and the stuff that I read, um, which I can't find in this book, <laughs> no, because that's the beginning of, all, of the second volume of that. Of course, it is. Um, I absolutely loved. It's just it felt like a simple slice of life book, mm. and uh, Terry Moore knows how to write characters very well because I cared about each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I cared about David, I cared about uh, Francine and I cared about uh, Catch Kachu. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he does, but I'm like, oh, I, I just want everybody to have a happy ending um, from what I read at least. Uh, mm-hmm. I can see that, yeah, it does feel uh, slapsticky or situational comedy, mm-hmm. but it, it does seem like that's what he's going for. Yeah, It, it feels like uh, and that's because it is. It feels like a really indie '90s comic. Uh, some of the indie comics that I've read from the '90s uh, read kind of like this, uh, you know. Some, um, and I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think uh, Terry Moore knows how to uh, knows these characters um, mm-hmm. from even from what I read. Like the one of the first things that he wrote or whatever. Uh, it's it's great. I I love the characters and I want to read more of it. Yeah, when, I when he wish. Brought- when he brought Oof. back when he brought back this um, this series, I think you reviewed it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I think like yeah. two weeks ago. Um, yeah, he when he talks about it on Instagram, he talks about it as a reunion with friends. Right. And See, that, so that's, that's probably why you know, that, that's they, a, these characters do have an inner life. For one him. of the, uh, Roger, tell everybody how you first read this series. Okay, just to read. Yeah, no, because that that's a that's a great story. Yeah. Um, when Teresa and I very first started. Uh, our, our comic business after we had gotten our account with Diamond and uh, we, we were online only um, and it, uh, we worked out of our house and uh, when we when we first started we only did Marvel Comics we only sold Marvel Comics because that's what I knew and um, and then we added DC and then we had started getting requests for indie books, and so we added indie comics. Um, and the very first issue of Strangers in Paradise that we got um, in the shop was the last issue. And um, I was I was doing I was processing books or something, and and um, Teresa was doing the listings. And when she got to Strangers in Paradise, for whatever reason. It intrigued her, you know, 
the uh, the cover or whatever but she read um the final issue of strangers in paradise and and then she came she came over uh um to me put the comic down in front of me and said you need to read this and i'm like you know i'm doing whatever i was doing and i was like okay and kind of slid the comic off to the right and she was like she slid it back in front of me and she was like no you need to stop what you're doing and you need to read this now and that i was a like, lot it's the final issue i was like right i i was like uh okay and understand that at that time i was still i was still 100 percent superheroes and 90 percent marvel <laughs> and and I read I read I read this book, the final issue, and I was like, Holy crap, what was that? That was awesome. And I went back and ordered all of the volumes right away so we could read the entire story. Um and uh, any other, you know, special hardcovers that they had available from mm-hmm. Diamond at the time. Um it was I mean, it blew me away. The final issue, I didn't you know it, well, I, I don't have a problem going to the end of a comic to find out what happens. <laughs> going to the end of a series shouldn't be a problem either. And it wasn't. And it was, but it just, it really intrigued me. I wanted, I was like, how do we get, how do we get here? What is, you know, I want to know more about these characters, their lives, the story, everything. That's the story that made me want to read this series. Yeah. Because yeah. I was just like, what was it? Because part of me is like, I don't want to know what's in the final issue. Like part of me is like, wants to do it the way you do it or did it. And then. You know, follow through, but at the same time, I'm like, no, I must right. start at the beginning and go all the way I, through. Man, uh, unfortunately, but, you kind of know because you read well, 25. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> though that had more to do with Echo. Yeah, than, and, uh, which I was going to mention too. Uh, yes, and we I had, wanted, we had speculated yes, about yeah. that, and then David and I had a conversation. Yeah, um, Echo is very much the, a part of um, the first issue of Strange so of Paradise. So we should set 24. up. Terry Moore has built his own universe. Yes, yes. the Terry versus he calls it. Terry <laughs> I like that. Just right to the point. Um, I liked what I read. I didn't like 25 number one because it just I was like what is this it, it feels weird uh, I, and with this slice of life stuff maybe if I read through all of it yeah, I'll yeah, enjoy yeah, here's the thing is like, uh, this is the thing about uh, and I was wondering you know as I, I didn't get the opportunity to listen to that that podcast but I was kind of wondering how people would like that one because I liked it because that I issue because that issue is so inside baseball it's, well no but yeah. it but it but it comes it's like um because it mentions the Parker girls and yeah. the collider explosion and you know all this stuff stuff that happened mm-hmm. even some some stuff that I haven't read because I never finished Echo I only got like halfway through I'm mm-hmm. glad you're getting um, that complete one. Oh, you yeah that that's week. a good series yeah um no, I, of course I loved I'm... it and, and just got sidetracked. But uh, XXV is, it's it's kind of like a spy thriller. And, and my and my guess is since there's only supposed to be 10 issues, that's probably going to be the main focus of yeah. um, of that one. Look, I'm, I'm going to say this because when we you were on when we did Rachel Rising, uh-huh. you loaned me the omnibus and I was only supposed to read what would be the first six issues. I got halfway through that omnibus before I gave it back to you. Terry Moore, like whatever mojo he puts into his own thing. It, Cause it's not, it's not the typical fare that I would go out of my way to find, but man, is he a treasure? So I love the heck out of Rachel rising so much that I bought that omnibus. Yep. 
So I'm waiting for an opportunity to like oh, I was gonna say, have you finished binge, it yet? binge through oh. the second half of it, but it's gonna happen. Like it makes me want to pick up Motor Girl, Echo, Strangers in Paris, and go pick through up like Motor Girl. Yeah, yeah, Motor so Girl's a, a you know a cute quickie. Yeah. <laughs> so I I fully believe that this is a great series, and I that's why I said I was kind of bummed that I just time got away from me to like sit down and read this so. i'm still angry yeah, <laughs> i can tell but you, still, we, you got a when, dose of terry moore when we went into this yeah. he, everybody that's listening when we went into this Actually, review, you got one of some johnny crossed stuff. his arms and <laughs> sat back and just looked so miffed because he couldn't comment on the content of this yeah. issue yeah and then i think i said f comicsology or something like that. <laughs> so you want to talk about the part you read <laughs> i mean it, it, yeah yeah it's, go ahead and I, read yeah. it guys <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, this series has gotten like just about every attaboy that the comics industry can get. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the Rubin Award, the Eisner Award, uh, Glad Media Award for comic books. Nice. Ooh, this is tough. I, you know, I want to give it a four and a half. I, I think I'm going to give it a four and a half. I love the the one thing it, you know that makes me think. You know, is it is it a five? I going back and rereading these first three stories, I'm immediately um, uh, attached to these characters. I, you know, he, he the way that that Terry Moore writes them and how you identify with them so quickly, I think is is a superpower for him. Um, I I think the only thing is, and I, I probably shouldn't knock it for that, but is um, how how primitive his style was at the time. You can still see it. I mean, it, it's very evident. It's very evident that it's Terry Moore. It's just it's a little cartoony. Terry Moore. Then yeah, I mean, it's it's his earliest stuff, and I probably shouldn't knock him for that. But I I think that 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 half point is is where that's coming from. Um, but yeah. I think it's a it's a strong enough hook at the beginning. I, for I'd half. say his his rough work is what took me ten years to get to. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <coughs> uh, um, dude, dude, dude's amazing. Yeah. But uh, let's see. I'll have, I'm as the whole series. I would definitely give it a five. But sure. um, the first three, I, I'd have to say I'd give it a four. Maybe four and a half because I do recall, and it's years ago now, but I do recall immediately liking this book. Yeah. When I read it, uh, now of course this this sort of book is my jam. You know, it's um, you know, I, I actually like this sort of stuff more than the superheroes these days. Sure. But um, I did, for the most part, I I dig the indie books way better but, than, um, than superheroes. But but yeah, and this was my introduction. I I got into this and Echo actually at roughly the same time. Oh okay. And um, I was getting this, and I was like two volumes into the pocketbooks. And then Echo started, so I kind of read them together. Um, but yeah, she went down the rabbit hole fast. Yes, uh, I go down the rabbit hole fast on a lot of things: music, comics. You know, just jump right yeah, in. I yeah, I mean, I, I, I go from "Ooh, this is neat" to obsessed in like, you know, three point five seconds. Johnny, what would you rate the the one you read? The stuff that I read, I absolutely loved. So it's a five. Cool. Right on. God. Right on. Cool. Yeah, that covers it. <laughs> All right. Um, if I ever get a chance to get through this, I'll let you guys know what I think. Um, let's go ahead and ha- uh, head over into trivia time and give some stuff away. Cool. Last week, 
we wanted to know uh, what um, what tops trading card series were created by Art Spiegelman, and that was we the answer we were looking for was Garbage Pail Kids. It also, it turns out that he did Wacky Packs. Wacky Packs. Oh, Which that's the one I sent him. Tops. Art so, Spiegelman. So we're going to take both. The, the creator of Mouse. Yes, but did the thing, the garbage thing, fail. The thing you got to realize is Mouse is the outlier yes. of Art Spiegelman's career. Yeah. But Extreme it's, outlier. But still, like to 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 have those two credits yeah. on your yeah, for yeah them, but I would for think the he would need wacky packages to kind of balance. You know, you know, you know, yeah, he, you know, the comics Mouse. that he wrote. I think Raw was the anthology he did. Okay. Um, you know, his the, his normal comics are kind of like um, R. Crumb, but more offensive. Okay. <laughs> wow. Ooh. And more insane. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I believe they're coming out with uh, pops for garbage uh, pale kids. Shut okay. up. <laughs> of course oh they are. God. I'm going to get you Clark okay. Kent. <laughs> you know, I, I think by five years there will be pops of all of us, you know. It's I'll like, have one for sure. I've popped myself already. That sounds really weird to say. <laughs> Yeah. Excuse me. Oh right, yeah, we did yeah, that. Yeah, we had that. They have like a thing on their website yeah. where you oh, can make okay. a pop of yourself. It's like a cartoon. <laughs> did you ever see the pop that uh, Chris Johnson's girlfriend had commissioned for him? No. They have. Wait, did, word, did he put it on his Instagram? Yeah, I might have seen it then. Looks exactly like him, dude. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. The little box says, you know, Chris Johnson, and it's got, and it's. I think it's one of the like the TM in the TMNT style. Okay. Which makes sense. It's it's dope. It's so cool. Anyway, okay. Hey, thank you guys so much because apparently that whole pause and and Google and play thing worked because we got a boatload of responses. I, um, I sent in just because. No, Johnny. <laughs> oh my God, no. Okay. It's kind of awesome. Though. All right. So, uh, the comics for last week, uh, good slate of comics, I think, except for Legion. Hal Jordan. Uh, Southern Bastards. But uh, we need 12 paper, too. Jeez. Wow. Okay. Winner of the comics last week, Clay Privet. Congratulations. Congrats, Clay. Uh, winner of the graphic novel. Uh, God bless you. I would uh, I would recommend picking picking up some Angels Envy vodka to go along with it while you read. Matt Hauser, congratulations. Sweet bourbon. Bourbon. That what did I say? Vodka. Oh, damn! Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had some vodka before coming in. That must have been on my brain. All right. Yeah. Congratulations, guys. Congrats, Thank you Matt. so much for all the responses. Uh, we had uh, like sixteen, seventeen yeah. responses. Yes, so that was thank cool. you guys. That's you know one of the one of the reasons that we kind of reformatted the show. Also, was we want more involvement from you guys. We want the question segment to feel like when you come into the shop and talk comics with everybody that happens to be here. So send in questions. We you know depending on the volume, we might not answer all of them, but send them in. Yep. Um. You know, and and obviously you guys love playing the trivia. We appreciate the heck out of all the the yeah. you know the answers that came in this week so it's not hard to do i did it twice last week myself <laughs> nice okay um true for you guys uh this is going to be fast and we're going to do moon knight trivia oh um, god who is go. uh, moon knight secret identity mark Spector. Mark Spector. alter and al- alter egos lock lockley oh, I don't know, uh jason lockley i don't Locky? know i didn't i knew something like that yeah and then it's steve it. steven Caught um you. Steven uh, uh, or Steve um, 
God of the Moon. <laughs> Matt, you're jumping the gun. <laughs> well, he's got three. It's right, yeah. yeah. Jake Lockley. Jake Lockley. There you go. That was close. Spider-Man, uh, Wolverine, Captain America. Yes, Bendis is run. Who's Moon Knight's God, Matt? Conchu. Conchu. Right. Who, who created Moon Knight? Okay, this is where I'm going to sit uh, back and cue the Jeopardy that music. That hard. Wasn't Stan Lee. No. This is, Moon Knight's from the 90s, right? Or is no, it back 80s. 70s, 80s? Late yeah. 70s or early 80s. 70s, okay. Yeah. 1975. Mm, 75? He's that old? 1975. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, man. Yeah, they're never going to get that. Don't, don't, I don't know. You don't. are such a <laughs> cheater. I wasn't going to get it. What is it, Johnny? What is it? Go ahead. Uh, it? It's not Ditko, is it? No. 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 Okay. It's Doug Minch. Minch. And Don Berlin. Yeah. Okay. I've never even heard of them. I mean, I would have been a shot in the dark, but I wouldn't have. It wouldn't have been that. <laughs> his first appearance. I do. That's for the listeners. Oh, sweet. So good thing you didn't ruin that. Right. <laughs> yeah, because then I would have to go Google something else. <laughs> okay, I actually knew this one because I had this comic when I was a kid, and I thought you, you know, had this. Yeah. Sweet. I had a lot of these. 1975. I was totally. Yeah. That's doable. Um. Okay. For you listeners out there, if you would like to win uh, some comics <laughs> this week or, or a graphic Moon novel, Knight. and I, t- I did, I did, uh, I did order a Strangers in Paradise Volume One. Um, I'll the make real sure. Volume One. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Ninety nine percent. Yeah, yeah, it was the right one at <laughs> okay. least when you were, you were looking yeah. at it on. Um, I did order one uh, to to ship out to you guys. Um, so the winner, the winner will get the Strangers in Paradise Volume One, and, and that's definitely, definitely worth a read. So, what I would like to know: uh, in what comic was Moon Knight's first appearance? If you know the answer to this, or you can Google it, send your response to contact at allstarcomicspodcast dot com. Good luck. I hope we have even more responses. Yes, I won't guys be playing, playing this week. <laughs> um, you know what? Let's uh. Let's take a minute and read that uh, that email. That sure, Bryce. Do you want to talk about yeah. poll? The poll? No. No cameras. Yeah. No. I'll, yeah. I'll go over that while Johnny pulls this up. Okay. So um, Teresa and I have got we've we've been around and around on this new poll system. Uh, there are a couple of different ones that we were going to go with. I, I I hate it. We're but we're going to have to go with. Uh, one by Diamond. Um, it's not going to be a complete POS. It'll only be a minor POS. <laughs> if you get my drift. <laughs> so it's not going to be integrated into the... The PG version of that is piece yeah. of crap. Um, not point of sale. Yeah, right. not point of sale. Uh, so, But it will it will be able to, to handle the subscriptions and pulls. Um, that's a long story. It... it, it giving me an ulcer um but there's no online uh capabilities for pulling and stuff so it has to come through us um we should uh teresa should have all of the polls um keyed into the new system i'm hoping by the end of next week and what next week i'll give you an update and i'll let you know where you can always come into the shop and make changes but we're also going to have another avenue, um, whether email or text, that, that you can send changes to. So that's coming very soon. Mm-hmm. Very soon. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we got an email from Bryce Smith, and uh, I always like them because they're so thoughtful. 
Uh, it says, uh, I dig the new format arrangement. The comic news at the top of the show has a nice lighthearted lead in feel to the nitty gritty details of the comic reviews. The what would you rather have reviewed section has always been a good way to drop honorable mentions to other books that didn't get a review that week, but are still um, but are still worth us listeners to check into. Something I've always appreciated is Johnny's recommendations. I've noticed he will check in some of the into some of the more obscure titles to which I find very helpful. I'm one that will give nearly any title a chance to impress and I'll usually pick up any of Johnny's more unheard of comics when mentioned. So a big thanks to Johnny for all. I feel like I'm patting myself you, on the did fly. Did you write this email I, and no, just put Bryce's I, name I know, on it? right? Uh, <laughs> so a big thanks to Johnny for all the Set gambles. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's willing to take on these smaller publishers' books. Just an idea. FYI, Bryce, that's all he takes on. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, just an idea, but maybe a regular segment on the show could be a Johnny's Indie segment. No. Where he could have a brief moment to spotlight some of the great micro nope. indies he's uncovered lately. That's the whole I, show. I do it anyway, Bryce. Don't worry. Follow him yeah. on any of his social media. Yeah. It's actually not a bad idea, but... I know y'all are. Yeah, if it was necessary, it would be a good segment. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I know y'all are trying to streamline the show, so maybe just once or twice a month segment, just to keep the uh, the fresh feel. Uh, And Johnny, if you do read these emails, I'd like to recommend a great micro indie publisher. I've been loving the uh, love uh, apostrophe in. The past year. The, the way you say it is Lovin'. Lovin'. Like McLovin'. McLovin'. Uh, alternate we com- all went there. <laughs> <laughs> alternate Comics started putting out uh, several miniseries, four to six issue stories, something in the vein of Twilight Zone stories. The comics are uh, 150 for floppy issues and nostalgically printed on newsprint. Nice. Look them up. Um, just the same as always, y'all boys kick ass every week with the show. I can tell you that I frequently mention it to the comic enthusiasts around here, and the number of ears listening to y'all is always expanding. I know of several folks that will uh, say something to me about the show and the comics y'all are talking about. So the seeds I'm planting are taking root. Or as LL Cool J used to say, word is born. <laughs> nice. I think we need to hire Bryce yeah. as our official PR. Right. Really? Right. <laughs> uh, last thing, much appreciation to Roger, Johnny, Jonathan, Matt. Kayla, Larry, and all the guests that make this possible. Thanks as always, Bryce. Thank you, Bryce. That's awesome. Yes, yes thank yeah. you, Bryce. Um, I, I have, I, I did have an idea though. Oh yeah. I think since we since we end the show with Multiversity University with uh-huh. Larry, we could instead of like a stinger or anything up front, we could have Johnny Pre-K <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> but we want people to keep listening at the beginning. Well, I think they would. <laughs> it could be like a post-credit scene to Larry's. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny just like facepalmed himself he, onto the, yeah. the table. <laughs> I'm gonna, that's I'm gonna start calling you. Yeah. All right, I'm ready to go home. Pre-K. <laughs> Pre-K. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Yeah. That's so great. Thank you guys. Um, if you like what you're hearing, uh, obviously Bryce does. Go talk to – you know what? Just talk to Bryce. Find Bryce. Talk to him about what the, the show details, is. Man. He's got all the details about what's going on. Uh, but leave us a review on iTunes if you can. Did we check to see if we have any new reviews? Isn't Johnny? Was that last uh, week? I checked last week, but I'll I – mean, Yours was the only new one. Yeah. Got it. Probably not. Okay. If, if um, he hasn't, Bryce um, put that on iTunes. <laughs> Bryce, Bryce already gave us a very good recommendation, <laughs> like a very good uh, review on iTunes. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, do that. Um, if you like everything that you're hearing, rate, review, subscribe, like, and share. Uh, basically, do a Bryce. That's what we're gonna call it now. Do the Bryce, where you just tell everybody you know about it. Get it. 
get it to become a verb. Yeah, it's become a verb. Yeah. So, uh, Patreon.com, oh, guys. We did get a review. What? Yeah, yeah, we did. 21 hours ago from the DePause clan. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> what they say? Uh, Roger and the gang are more than just those people you hear talking about comics. They are family. Roger runs the shop like that cool uncle that lets you cuss and run with scissors. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hold oh, my God. <laughs> you know. What kind of uncle did you have, Christian? <laughs> Hold on. You know, the same That's uncle that gave you the other. first taste of beer and then <laughs> laughed at you while you threw up on your shirt. Oh, oh my god. I know. Well that that might be me. Every <laughs> uh every week it's more than just a podcast. It's a chance to hear what your friends think about the very same comics you are reading. Because everyone that comes on the podcast is more than just a guest, they become part of the Horizon family. The Horizon family cares and shares. Thank you for being part of the family and True thank story. you, Roger, for everything. Peace and love, Heather DePaz. True. Well, Thanks, Heather. You Thank, you, yeah, Heather. Thank you, Heather. I had a feeling that was Heather yeah. from the, the running with scissors business. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> running with scissors while drinking beer. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> she got a shirt. Heather, right. Heather makes you shirts. Know, seriously. That's been the new ASCP design. <laughs> yes. Running with scissors, holding a, a solo cup. Ser- seriously, you should think of doing shirts from some of the things that are said God. in here. I, yeah. Yeah. No, oh, my God. That's true. Yeah. Um, guys, uh, if you want to go above and beyond, you go to patreon.com slash podcast. You can get on as little as a dollar. $3 gets you the exclusive content, which right now is the, the complete multiversity university uh, episode list as Larry records them. Uh, if you want to keep up with everything at the shop, you can like Horizon Comics on Facebook. Follow at Horizon Comics on the Twitters and the Instagrams for all the updated, um, basically, the new issues and restocks that come in. That's typically what you post on Instagram and yep. then the... Yep. Any, f- any type of special stuff sales is, is on our website. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hit the new release tab. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot to say that when we were talking about highlights. My bad. Okay. I've totally failed. Uh, if you want to keep up with everything, Johnny. Uh, you can follow me everywhere at the Johnny2x4. David. Uh, best way to keep track of what I do is Instagram, David Arroyo Art. And what is your comic? Uh, my comic is the Super Cliche Hero Chick. <laughs> That's pretty good. It, it's a, it's a comedy superhero. It's awesome. She's four foot eleven of kick ass. <laughs> nice. All your audio, visual, video game needs. I think you said that right. The Hydra Five Five. Yep. Uh, and I am at Saint Jonathan on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting in. Keep it up. We love yes. it. Uh, it gives us a lot of joy to kind of see like the the fact that you guys are digging this as much as we, and interacting. Yeah, and interacting and as much as we love putting it on each week. So thank you guys. Have a great week. We will see you next time. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Multiversity University. I'm your host, Larry Douglas. Now, tonight we're going to take a little bit of a break from the Golden Age to answer a listener question. Uh, During our discussion of the Platinum Age, I got a question from Bryce Smith. Thank you, Bryce, uh, who was curious about Disney comics. And his question specifically was, when was it that Dell began publishing Disney comics? Because in our discussion of the Platinum Age, we talked about the fact that Dell was one of the publishers of comic books during the Platinum Age. Uh, They were kind of in and out of the business, but nonetheless, they were a company that was important to the history of that time period. Um, And also, the Platinum Age is when the Disney company actually began. And so he was curious um, if that was when the association between Dell and Disney began, because he remembers Dell being the publisher of Walt Disney Comics. Uh, 
and it was kind of interesting that he asked that question because I'd had a whole section about Disney comics I was going to talk about and ended up cutting it out uh, because I wasn't sure how many people were interested in that. But since Bryce went ahead and asked that question, I thought we could go ahead and talk a little bit about Disney comics because there was a time when they were a very important segment of the comic industry. Now, um, Disney began publishing what you could call comic books, I guess, in 1930. Their first one was one called the Mickey Mouse Book, and it was published by a company called uh, Bibbo and Lang. Now, um, the Mickey Mouse Book wasn't really a comic book. It was actually a magazine, although it did contain reprints of Mickey Mouse comic strips. So it really does belong, even though it wasn't really a comic book, in the um, publication history, I guess you could say, of Disney Comics. Um, then in 1931, they started uh, another magazine. The Mickey Mouse book was just a one-shot. They started a magazine called The Adventures of Mickey Mouse. Um, and uh, again, more of a magazine than a comic book, uh, but it will lead to actual comic books being published by Disney. Now, The Adventures of Mickey Mouse was published by David McKay, the David McKay Company. And um, later on in that same year, uh, they were successful enough with The Adventures of Mickey Mouse that they actually began publishing a comic book called Mickey Mouse Comics. Uh, now, there were only four issues of it, and like most comic books of the Platinum Age, they contained reprints of Mickey Mouse comic strips. But again, um, it did well enough that it led to a, a comic called Mickey Mouse Magazine. Now, um, Mickey Mouse Magazine began in 1933. Um, it was originally sold for five cents, but it ended up being a giveaway. It was given away at dairies and at theaters. Um, however, and it was published by, uh, by a company called Cayman Blair, um, but they were popular enough that they actually ended up publishing a, um, a continuing to publish a Mickey Mouse magazine. Uh, Walt Disney itself actually published it uh, for um, 24 issues and ended that in 1935. And then in 1935, they licensed it to a company called Western Publishing. Now, again, it continued to be a magazine for a long time. It had comics in it, but it also had prose stories. It had songs. It had uh, all kinds of other things. Um, but by 1940, it had been converted completely to a comic book, and it was basically publishing reprints of, um, of Walt Disney comics, primarily Mickey Mouse comic strips. Now, this is the point at which, um, at which Dell actually gets involved with publishing Disney comics because Western Publishing did not distribute their own comics. They actually were distributed by Dell Publishing. And so with the success of these comics by Western Publishing uh, that Dell was distributing, Dell decided to get involved in publishing Disney comics themselves. And so for a time, you actually had two different companies publishing reprints of Disney comic strips in two different titles. One of them was published directly by Dell, and it was called Four Color Comics. And the other one was being published by Western Publishing through Dell, and it was called Walt Disney Comics and Stories. Now, the problem was with two different comic books publishing Walt Disney comic 
reprints, they ran out of reprints pretty quick. And so by 1941, they were looking for original stories. And at that time, they hired a guy named Carl Barks. Now, Barks will end up going on to make Donald Duck a big success in the comic book world. Um, and in fact, he made Donald Duck so successful that he came to be known as the Duck Man. But in 1941, they just hired him to write some original stories. He actually originally started by writing a story about Pluto. Um, but what happened is that throughout the 1940s, the, these two magazines, these two comics that were publishing uh, Disney stories, um, began to become more and more original stories and less and less reprints. Um, in fact, Four Color actually ended up breaking off into a number of different titles starring various uh, Walt Disney characters. One would be Mickey Mouse, another would be Donald Duck, and so on. And so from 1941 to 1962, Dell and Western Publishing were publishing um, these Disney comics, and they were very popular at that time. Now, um, they did begin to suffer a little bit, specifically Mickey Mouse did. There was a time in the late 40s when Western Publishing decided that they didn't want to continue publishing the um, the version of Mickey Mouse that was being written in the, the comic strips at that time. Basically, they didn't want to continue to use that writer. They were looking for their own writer for Mickey Mouse. And they spent about six years looking for a writer, and they just went through a revolving cast of writers, none of whom were very good, which caused uh, Mickey Mouse sales to slump. By the time they found a good writer in the early 50s, uh, the sales of Mickey Mouse comics had actually dropped enough that Donald Duck was outselling Mickey Mouse and actually continued to do that um, ever since then. Uh, so uh, so in the comic book world, Donald Duck has actually been more popular than Mickey Mouse. He, he, hasn't, he never recovered from that uh, difficult time in the late 40s. Now in 1962, Dell though ended up ending their contract with Western Publishing, and so Dell at that point actually stopped publishing Disney comics. Um, Western Publishing continued to publish Disney comics, but they actually changed their name to Gold Key Publishing, and they published the Disney comics under the name Gold Key and also under the name of Whitman, which was their book publishing arm, um, up through all the way up until 1984 when they finally closed their doors. Um, by that time, though, Disney comics in the United States had uh, had really declined a lot in popularity, and so they were not a big part of the comic book industry anymore like they had been during the Dell days from 1941 to 1962. They continued, though, to be popular in Europe and Asia, uh, and still are today. In fact, they were so popular in Europe and Asia that there are actually characters and stories that have been published there that have never been published in the United States. For example, I found out that Donald Duck has a cousin named Feathery. And uh, the reason that we don't know about that here is because the adventures of Feathery have never been published in the United States. They've only been published in Europe and Asia. Um, now, since 1984, uh, Disney's had kind of a checkered uh, comic book publishing history. Um, there was a couple of years when there were no Disney comics published. And in 1986, a company called Gladstone uh, picked them up and began publishing Disney comics. However, in 1990, Disney decided they were going to publish the comics themselves. And so from 90 to 93, Disney tried publishing their own titles, um, not very successfully. And they ended up turning that back over to Gladstone 
Brown, who continued publishing those comics until 1996. Um, then Gladstone actually uh, actually went under, and there were a few years when there were no Disney comics published in the USA. Then in 2003, Gemstone Publishing, uh, same company that publishes the Comic Book Price Guide, actually picked up publishing Disney comics and continued to do so um, they were publishing the classic characters. Boom Studios also got the contract to uh, to publish some of the newer Disney characters. Um, and this continued basically until 2014 when uh, IDW actually got the license to publish the Disney characters, and that's where we're at today. Now, of course, Disney isn't a, a big force in comic book publishing anymore, except that you could say that they are perhaps one of the biggest companies out there now that they own Marvel. Um, and in fact, they have used Marvel as part of their publishing arm. They have published um, some titles based on rides, such as The Haunted Mansion, under the Marvel title, um, while IDW publishes what you might call the more classic Disney characters, such as uh, Donald Duck and, and, uh, and some of those. Um, however, Disney continues to be a force in comic books in Europe and Asia, and so uh, they do still have their hand in the comic book publishing business uh, with their own characters, as well, of course, as a major hand in it through Marvel. So thank you for joining us, and hope to see hear from you next time when we continue our discussion of the Golden Age. Where's your sister? Huh? <coughs> My sister and her husband are taking a vacation in Thailand, and my brother-in-law apparently got really bad food poisoning, so uh, he's laid up right now. And I was <coughs> like, all right, <laughs> that sucks on your vacation. Yeah, I actually spent a month in Thailand. Loved it. Oh, my God. My sister freaking got to go to this tiger thing out there, and yeah. they pet real tigers. Yeah. She sent me all these, like, photos. I was like, that's stuffed, right? She's like, no, that's alive. <laughs> that's and I was like, stuffed. no way. Yeah. So it, was, it looked freaking awesome. Not even to mention Thai food is bomb. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite don't type get food of food. Poisoning. <laughs> and I've only started. Well, what's funny is they went to a Hard Rock Cafe and he got a burger. That's oh, hilarious. That's funny. That's like, funny. Hilarious. They need to get. Um, they need to get traditional tattoos. Yeah, I actually got one. It was like, it was like, is that safe? Because it's like, did they do like the it's whole just the hammer? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> nah. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> Um, all right, we ready? Yeah, ready? Roll. Oh, we're already rolling. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! Roll that beautiful <laughs> bean. <for that. laughs> that's, that's the that's the stinger right there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, <laughs>